Welcome to Healthy Vision Talk Radio, the podcast for people in search of a physician with alternative solutions for their eye problems. From the best-selling, award-winning, world's-only homeopathic ophthalmologist, here's your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat. Uh, Welcome to Healthy Vision. This is your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat, and thank you so much for joining me on this special episode. My guest is Dr. Marcel Vega, who's a medical doctor from Puerto Rico, and he's going to be joining us today to talk about a really fascinating subject, the use of essential oils, in particular frankincense, in restoring health and also using frankincense with microcurrent. So, uh, Dr. Marcel Vega, welcome to Healthy Vision. Thank you, Ed. It's a pleasure to be here. And first, I want to extend uh, my condolences and sympathy to the devastation that has occurred in Puerto Rico. Uh, very, very unfortunate, and I'm, I'm just glad you're safe because you have a wonderful medical practice on the island. Thank you very much. It's been, yeah, it's been a devastation, and uh, unfortunately, we haven't been able to open the practice because of problems with visiting the whole island. So... We have met you and I a few times, and I'm fortunately I'm seeing patients in Florida while it starts normalizing in Puerto Rico, which may take months, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, when I uh, first met you, that was uh, several years ago. What really impressed me is you gave a phenomenal talk on the use of frankincense, the history of frankincense, and we'll go into that a little bit later on the show. But first, I just want you to share with the listeners a little bit about your medical background, your training, and how you got interested in integrative and alternative medicine. Sure. Uh, I'm a, my first name is Victor, last name Marcial Vega. I'm a, I'm a radiation oncologist by training. Radiation oncologists give radiation to treat cancer. And I was trained at the Johns Hopkins Hospital and Medical School. My residency and internship were completed there for radiation oncology, and afterwards I was a professor at the uh, Washington University School of Medicine teaching residents to become radiation oncologists, and then I moved to Florida where I was a professor at the University of Miami doing the same with radiation oncology students and residents and private practice, and now I'm a professor at the UCC School of Medicine in Puerto Rico where I teach integrative medicine, which means integrating not only the regular conventional medical modalities that may work for any condition, not just cancer, but other medical conditions, but also integrating the the promotion of the body's capacity to heal, to regenerate, to detoxify, because these are very common problems that are causing most diseases. Uh, Toxicity in the environment, bad diets, lack of exercise and stress. And it's something that I wasn't aware of when I was a regular oncologist. And what made me go into that medicine was that I got really sick about 25, 30 years ago. I had a very severe arthritis. And uh, I was very stressed at the time. I didn't even know what stress was. I couldn't even identify it until somebody pointed it to me. And after doing all these uh, natural and uh, integrated medicine modalities back in 91, 
my arthritis to this day has not come back. It's gone, and I feel great. My my stress is practically completely gone. So yeah, I come a long way. And 25 years ago, if it weren't for my own uh, discomfort and disease, I wouldn't have gotten into this medicine because this medicine is not taught in medical medical schools, unfortunately. Yeah, so many doctors uh, that practice integrative medicine have a story like that where they develop a condition, a disease, and traditional Western medicine couldn't help them, and they discovered some alternative therapy, and that's my story, too. Uh, and I, very busy eye surgeon, successful ophthalmic uh, practice, developed asthma, and there was no solution, toxic medication, I was miserable, and one homeopathic remedy uh, cured me of my asthma, and then that caused me to say, "By golly, I got to investigate these alternative therapies. They say they really, they really work, and and in many cases, it's a much better uh, approach to treating disease than using toxic drugs and cutting and doing even uh, radiation to, to the person." Correct. It is wonderful what we have discovered in the last few days. So uh, I guess there's not that many uh, alternative practitioners who are using essential oils. And uh, I wonder if you could just share with us how you got interested in essential oils. Well, back in 1995, I was introduced to essential oils by Miguel Cisneros, who, by the way, he trains people near Orlando, Florida. And uh, Miguel introduced me to the essential oils, and I fell in love with them immediately because we were inhaling and using the oils for about three hours straight from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m., and I never forgot how I felt after that, full of energy, happy. And then I started looking more into the properties of essential oils. And back then, I did a few studies. I did a, one of the first ones was uh, people that had gotten a open sur a surgery. I would do half of the wound with lavender oil and the other half of the wound with what the recommendation was from the surgeon, which is usually triple antibiotic cream, changing the dressing. And the study had to be stopped prematurely because all the patients stopped using what the surgeon gave them and continue using the lavender because the wound within 24 to 48 hours was looking many times better and healing many times faster than the other half of the wound was treated with regular triple antibiotic cream. So that's why that was one of my first encounters with the healing properties of oil on the skin. Then I started using them more, taken by mouth, inhaled, and even injected. So. It's been 22 years of doing this type of research. I, I also developed in the early years a mixture to deal with the pain of my patients. I see patients, so cancer pain is a major problem. And I develop a, a, a combination that contains clary sage, sage, marjoram, rosemary, lavender, wintergreen, and basil and other oils, peppermint, and those were put in the oils of pain. And 85% of the patients had either, either uh, uh, significant 
moderate or very high control of the pain, which was very good because not only do these oils are analgesic, meaning that they take the pain away like aspirin and Tylenol, but they also go to the root cause of pain in terms of inflammation, toxicity in the tissue, and a vicious cycle of pain, inflammation, and toxicity. Essential oils remove toxins from the body, remove heavy metals, pesticides, uh, petroleum byproducts, plastics. Uh, it, it grabs them because of the uh, fatty uh, dissolving properties of essential oils can remove them and start reversing the vicious cycle of pain. In addition, they reduce inflammation. And in addition, they increase circulation. So all these things lead to decreasing the pain. In addition, essential oils can kill, can kill cancer cells that are also causing pain and can also neutralize them. It can also decrease, in some cases, the rate of growth of cells. So all these properties, anti-pain, healing, I started using for, uh, for the past years I have, and, uh, and there's many, many more uses that we can talk about today. Uh, that, that is just phenomenal, and I guess the first question I have is why aren't more physicians using essential oils? I know myself, for an example, I was kind of using the oils in the closet. I would use uh, some essential oils to treat eye conditions, but I wouldn't even tell the patients, let alone my colleagues or the medical board. Um, but uh, I guess, what's your explanation? Why aren't more physicians well, yeah, looking I, at this? I think you may agree with me that the, the main reason is that they don't teach us that in medical school. So what, what the curriculum is in a medical school depends largely on the owners of the medical school. And the owners of medical schools are pharmaceutical companies that are promoting the same products that we use with our patients. It's a revolving door. So 90 5% of what an internist recommends to a patient is blood pressure pills, sugar pills, insulin, anti-inflammatories, uh, immune system uh, neutralizers for people with arthritis and other quote-unquote autoimmune diseases. Well, we're, uh, we're coming uh, up to a break. For- we're coming up to a break right now. And uh, when we come back, let's talk about uh, my favorite essential oil, Uh, frankincense. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Healthy Vision. This is your host, Dr. Edward Condra, and with me is Dr. Marcel Vega, uh, a brilliant integrative doctor from Puerto Rico who has uh, just an amazing practice, and he's an authority on using essential oils. So, Dr. Vega, I wonder if we could talk a little bit about, well, at least it's my favorite essential oil. I don't know if it's your favorite, and that's uh, frankincense. Yes, frankincense is great. Well, no, it's not my favorite because I think all of them are my favorite. I, I, I use them constantly from ylang ylang to peppermint. I, I carry them on my bag at all times because that's part of my first aid kit for emergencies on the street. So I use a lot of oils for many kinds of situations I may encounter. But uh, frankincense, we can certainly talk about frankincense. Frankincense is, uh, is one of the few oils that has been shown to repair DNA damage. 
and DNA damage is uh, one of the consequences of being exposed to a toxic uh, environment in our planet, stress, lack of exercise, and they did studies proving that frankincense could reverse this uh, DNA nuclear damage. And uh, what that means is that if you put frankincense on your skin and the face, do that uh, a few times a day for many weeks, you will start seeing reversal of some of these damages that we see, such as skin uh, discoloration, moles, uh, and other things that happen with uh, damage to the DNA of cells. So that's uh, an amazing thing that frankincense can do. Uh, now, um, uh, Victor, now I know why uh, you look so good, <laughs> why your skin looks so good. <laughs> You've given out the secret. That's one of the... Uh, <laughs> that is part of the secret, yes. And also, I just, you, I'm just i shocked. I'm shocked because uh, I think very few dermatologists uh, are aware of this. I don't know if any dermatologists or um, uh, aesthetic surgeons, plastic surgeons that are using frankincense. Unfortunately, they're not... Uh, there's so much literature that it's almost impossible for them to read everything, but... As opposed to 20 years ago, Dr. Conrad, that there was almost no information available for essential oils. Today, there are many prospective, randomized, double-blind studies of essential oils in the literature. I mean, dozens, if not hundreds. So we have a lot of data today that I didn't have when I started this 22 years ago. Well, you know, the big, problem, the big problem with... Uh, traditional Western doctors that are very, very critical of studies. And, you know, look at the TAC study, Trial to Assess Chelation Therapy. It was an excellent study which demonstrated the effectiveness of chelation, but yet all the cardiologists are in denial. So uh, maybe if you could talk about a couple of the studies that have been done with frankincense. Do you think there were good studies that support? Yes, uh Scrutinized? Scrutiny? Yes, it was very good studies because they went to the basic science of self in the laboratory with very stringent controls. So the study was very good in terms of DNA repair damage. Other studies are done in humans to measure the amount of brain oxygenation after inhaling frankincense for 10 minutes. And these are very good studies that measure oxygenation in the brain with uh, uh, or oxygen in the uh, measured by lasers on the skin. Other studies use, use PET scans, spec scans of the brain. So yes, we, and it has also been like I like I said, frankincense inhale will increase the oxygenation of the brain. And how does that happen? There's a, there's a connection between the nose when you inhale and the brain through the olfactory nerve. The olfactory nerve is right on top of the nose, behind the the out the, the area between the eyebrows. You put your finger there, and behind is the olfactory groove where the small tentacles of the olfactory or smelling nerve are. Those tentacles, when you inhale frankincense or whatever other oil, the oil goes into the cells and it gets absorbed into the brain. So essential oils have a property 
That's why they're called aromatic essential oils, aroma therapy, because the aromatic ring of the oils is a, is a description of the chemical structure of the of the uh, oil. Our aromatic rings basically are one other aromatic ring I'm going to mention here is gasoline has aromatic benzene rings. That's why in some countries gasoline is called benzene or benzene because that ring of six carbons in a uh, in a uh, geometrical form is a very penetrating substance. We all know that when you get gasoline in your hands, it, 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 your body absorbs it almost immediately. And it's very hard to get the smell out of the hand because it's penetrated the tissue. So the same happens with essential oils. They penetrate in fatty tissues of the body because like dissolves like. Water will dissolve a like substance like uh, soap, which also gets dissolved in water. So they both dissolve each other. Essential oils dissolve fatty uh, membranes, for example. The membranes of the cells in the body are made mostly of fat. That's why we don't dehydrate. We keep the water inside. So that's how essential oils will make the most important travel towards tissue. And we have shown, and studies have shown, that essential oils can penetrate up to four centimeters or more under, underneath the skin where you apply it. So, for example, and not just fat, because some of the randomized studies are not frankincense. There were tea tree, lavender, other oils. But the randomized studies have shown this penetration of the essential oil. So it can reach areas and fight infections, pain, inflammation. Also, there's a randomized study with Vicks, the, the, the common cold common remedy that you find in the pharmacy that has menthol, which is a component of peppermint oil, camphor, which is an essential oil, and eucalyptus. And those three essential oils are in this vapor. And it has been shown in randomized studies with children, several randomized control studies, that when you rub this in the chest, in the front and back of the kid, there's a, there's a significant decrease in the cough in the fever, in the congestion, and all the symptoms associated with coughs and flus. So that's one of the first randomized studies that became available on the use of these oils. There's a lot of extra, we can extrapolate a lot based on that aromatic uh, property of the oils. So frankincense, even though it's a more uh, sophisticated and more expensive oil because he has faster absorption, he can get into deeper tissues, and it's more uh, more um, readily mixed with other oils for other purposes. You can also uh, use some other oils like lavender and peppermint that are cheaper for about the same purposes because they all share the same properties. Even though Frankincense is very anti-cancer. Traditionally, lavender will also be able to get rid of cancer cells. Peppermint will also be able to get rid of cancer cells. Although uh, frankincense is one of the uh, golden standards because uh, it doesn't burn like peppermint, for example. 
and it, it, it's more agreeable, and some people like better that smell lavender, for example, so it can be used in layer of lavender. But the uh, other randomized studies uh, that have been done, the only thing that can cure MRSA, MRSA, I think most of the public have heard what that is, it's methicillin, which is an antibiotic, methicillin-resistant uh, Staphylococcus aureus. It's a bacteria of the skin that becomes the famous flesh-eating bacteria. The usual treatment is surgical removal of the skin that is infected. There's no antibiotic in modern medicine that can cure MRSA, unfortunately. Randomized studies have shown that tea tree will completely eradicate MRSA within a couple of days on the skin and in the bone up to four centimeters below the skin. In bone, whether it's the hip, shoulder bone, femur, uh, arm, forearm, it has been shown that, and I wouldn't just say tea tree. Tea tree is the one that has been shown in randomized control studies, but those are very good studies. But I would extrapolate, use any oil if you have an infection of the skin. So, Okay, we're coming up, uh, we're coming up to another break. Um, but this is amazing information. And when we come back, folks, uh, I'd like Dr. Vega to share with us uh, some examples in his practice of success using essential oils. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Healthy Vision. And with me is Dr. Vega, and we're talking about essential oils. And, you know, one of the most amazing things that I'm doing in my practice is using frankincense uh, combining it with microcurrent. So everybody gets a microcurrent treatment for their vision problems. I'm using um, uh, dilute frankincense in the water that I soak the washcloths to deliver the microcurrent. And I, I believe that I think it's having uh, potentiating the effect of microcurrent. So I know that you're using microcurrent and you're also combining microcurrent with essential oils and other modalities. So I wonder if you could take some time and share with us uh, your experiences. Yes, well, uh, I want to thank you first of all because you trained me uh, years ago. I think it was about four years ago with the use of, of microcurrent. And I thought it was a fascinating subject. And right now, microcurrent is a very important part of our practice. Uh, besides what I had told you earlier for the, the, the second break end that I am managing at this point every single case of cellulitis that I see in my practice. Cellulitis as an infection of the skin can be quite painful. I mean, you can see, especially after blackouts and hurricanes and humidity, that's, those are the, the ingredients to produce cellulitis, whether it's arms, legs, face. So I started many years ago using essential oils applied directly in the area of cellulitis with no antibiotics whatsoever, no use of antibiotics, either by mouth or by skin. And in every single person with cellulitis, it has started to clear dramatically in less than 24 hours, and within a couple, two, three days, the cellulitis is completely gone. So... And again, here we see the property of essential oils of penetration because they're aromatic rings. And uh, 
dissolving themselves in fatty tissues, which is what they call lipophilic in, in chemistry, and being uh, analgesic, taking away pain and inflammation, and number four, which is even more important, is antibiotic. So all essential oils are also antibiotic. They kill infections, viruses, fungus, uh, uh, parasites, and bacteria, analgesics, anti-inflammatory, and uh, these things are very important. So keep in mind to have essential oils for those cellulitis. Now, in terms of microcurrents, we found that the oils can reach the tissue even easier because microcurrent will increase the absorption of substances by the cells. So if we can get that substances even deeper, and one of the very important uh, things that we have seen is that there is a parallel between microcurrent and frankincense. The reason frankincense works and has all these wonderful properties is because it's he has a lot of electrons, like a battery. So electrons have the property to purify, to charge, take away inflammation, take away pain, detoxify, because the negative charge of the electrons attracts the charge of the toxins, like heavy metals, plastics, pesticides, and so forth, and it attaches like a magnet. And then the essential oil and the toxins come out of the body nicely. But also, the microcurrent, which is also giving electrons, which is a negative charge to the body, which is basically the food of the body. The food stuff, everything that we eat, that we drink, that we breathe, translates itself into increasing the electrons of the body so our energy literally goes up. We can... Uh, reverse the process of disease and start the process of regeneration and healing and uh, feeling and looking well. So when we mix the two, we start uh, seeing the following things. We start seeing that 60% of Americans have back pain. I mean, that's mind-boggling, 60%. So a lot of those have herniated discs in the lumbar area which are the, the little cushion that's in between uh, the vertebral bodies, you know, the bones of the spine. And that gets away of, out of alignment and starts pushing nerves, and that's extremely painful. One of the few things I've seen that, and we have documented this with MRIs of the spine, where we started seeing the patients that were given the, the frankincense, the microcurrent, the pain will, will rapidly get better, they will start walking, they will throw away their canes. And when we repeat it three to six months down the road, the MRIs, we will see that the, the disc was back to its original position. There was no more disc herniation, no more disc protrusions pushing the nerves and causing pain, which is quite amazing because usually uh, doctors will tell you this is a, an irreversible process, and they will tell you that the, one of the only ways to deal with this do surgery to take away that uh, that, uh, that uh, impingement on the nerves and to put the the bones, fix them one with the other. I mean, but you and I know that this surgery is not as glamorous as it sounds. It's actually uh, uh, not as effective 
as it's uh, sold to be. So now I'm very excited that we treated many patients with essential oils for the pain, plus the microcurrent to start on getting those structures back to their original positions, which is very exciting. That means that we're dealing with true regeneration. Yeah, which, which is really amazing is that you're not only seeing a relief of the pain, but later you're seeing actual structural improvement, which I find phenomenal phenomenal we've also seen it is phenomenal we've also seen the same with meniscal tears in the knee you know a lot of people these days are getting knee problems i mean it's an epidemic it's an epidemic we got to say it and uh most of the preliminary studies show that you have a a uh, a cartilage a ligament of uh of the knee that is that is totally it's either or torn, or is totally cut by an injury. And of course, they do surgeries, which can be successful. They, they, the best surgeries are the ones that are minimally invasive. You just put a laparoscopic with two little holes and operate, and try to sew together your own ligament, which is good. When they do a knee replacement, that's a very invasive thing. But we have observed the same thing with... Uh, frankincense, and other oils plus microcurrent once a week, one hour of session of microcurrent a week, we've seen that the knees can and do repair uh, moderately to completely, depending on, you know, the patient also uh, should look at other things, the diet, eating very nourishing foods versus crappy food, losing weight, exercise, you know, the things that you and I know will help promote the healing of any part of the body. So these things work, but you have to help the, the human being with other things, not just uh, the microcurrent and, and frankincense oil are just amazing, an amazing combination to regenerate these uh, ligaments that have been torn in the knee. I mean, that's, that's not a small feat. Well, you um, know, after, after, listening, after listening to you, I, I have been making this optional for my patients. When they go home with their microcurrent machine, I suggest that they consider using frankincense or some other essential oil. But now I think I am going to be a little bit more forceful and suggest that they make this part of the program to consistently use the frankincense oil. Now I wanted to ask you, there are many different types. There are many different types of frankincense oil. And I wonder, before we come up to the break, on this segment, if you could just mention the different types of frankincense oil. Okay. I only get one type of frankincense oil after many years of research. There's one particular type that I consider good because I met the, the uh, farmers and they, for example, when they clean their vats of the day boil uh, these different oils and produce a different uh, extracts, they don't use gasoline, which is a cheap way of doing it. They use alcohol. And they use alcohol that doesn't have preservatives. So that's, I prefer those versus using gasoline. Others, depending on the process, it's good to see the process of each one of these farmers because that's how I decide what frankincense I use. I have frankincense from five years ago sitting on a shelf, and that's what I do. I leave oils on shelves for years. And I go back to them and smell 
they should be butter, except maybe the citrus, orange, mandarin, lemon. They don't last as long because they have more water. But the other orange should be like wine. They get butter with each. Mm, interesting. Well, we're coming up to another break. And with me is Dr. Vega. And we come back, we're going to be talking more about the miracles of essential oils right back after this break. Welcome back to Healthy Vision. And uh, Dr. Vega has an amazing offer for all of you that are listening. He's going to give you a 14-page uh, brochure on how to use essential oils. So I think that's a, just a, a, a wonderful gesture to really help get people started in using these essential oils. But let's continue talking about frankincense and some of the other important things that you need the listeners to know. Well, just to finish, another thought that came from the first segment is that as a doctor, I found that some of the studies that I had 25 years ago about natural methods were not, they were not great. They were great studies. They were just a bunch of descriptions. But since the side effects of these things were basically zero, I started trying them. I would try them on myself, my family, my friends, and then my patients. And that's what I will encourage physicians to do. If it's something that is really low risk, try it and see what happens. And you'll find that some of these things are more powerful than regular medicine. So start trying these things because there's no perfect study. Even randomized controlled studies, uh, the, the, the epitome of science supposedly in the regular medical world is not perfect. None of these studies are, but Every study has to be confirmed in the clinic. Every single study, no matter how good or bad it is, you still have to confirm it. So no study should convince you of doing something. Experience is far superior, and you get experience by trying these things with the patients, which is what I encourage uh, my colleagues to do. So can you give us uh, uh, the information on, on how folks can... Uh get this material to begin looking at essential oils? Absolutely. This material uh, was the, is the product of 25 years of working with patients who want to know exactly how to use essential oils. We know that. And, for example, if there, there's an alphabetical listing of the condition that you want to treat. For example, it says pain. Pain is under P. So you look at pain, you see the oils that will help you, and it tells you how frequently should you apply it? How many drops? What oils are recommended in this uh, preparation? And what, what is good for? Uh, so everything is explained there. And I can send it to you in Spanish or in English. And uh, there's also uh, an alphabetical order of the oil you want to use. For example, peppermint oil, one drop in a glass of water with each meal, we have the, we have uh, shown that it decreases the content of parasites in your stool eventually to zero if you have parasites. So, And we show you how to, how to apply it. Other oils for pain, other oils for food poisoning, for example. If you have food poisoning, uh, we couldn't do a study. I just did food poisoning... Uh, recommendations after seeing many patients that would call me, said, doctor, I just got food poisoning within the last two hours. I ate something. I feel bloated. I feel feverish. I feel shaking. There's some infection going on. I said, well, drink three drops of 
of lavender with a glass of water. Wait 20 minutes. If you're not better, do it again. <clears throat> and eventually, every single patient, within an hour or two, the food poisoning has totally neutralized itself because the oil is killing, not only killing the bacteria, but it's also neutralizing the toxin that the bacteria produces or the virus in your belly to produce the nasty symptoms of food poisoning. So you can write to me at my email. <coughs> Sorry. My email is marcialvegamd at aol.com. Marcial Vega is my last name. As in, M is in Mary, A-R-C-I-A-L. V as in Victor, E-G-A, M as in Mary, D as in Doctor, at AOL.com. MarcialVegaMD at AOL.com. And you may also go to my website, MarcialVegaMD.com. And it has a lot of information in English and Spanish for you folks. I'm practicing in Florida in, in several locations, so anyone that needs my assistance, they're more than welcome to send me a, an email for any question. Or go to my website. But my personal email is the quickest way of getting a hold of me. And so that's M-A-R-C-I-A-L-V-E-G-A-M-D at AOL.com. Correct. Thank you, Dr. Conrad. Now, um, I guess I'm hoping that you have the listeners and maybe some doctors that are tuning in. They're going to be interested. So... What do you think is the best way to get started with essential oils? The best way to get started is to, in my opinion, get someone that has experience with essential oils, not only in the relaxation massage arena. I recommend a healthcare practitioner that is using it for situations, illnesses, and emergencies. Because then you can get the best of both worlds. You get it for relaxation, which is great. You get it to, to smell it in your house, et cetera, et cetera, which, by the way, will purify the air of your house. But I also believe that the main impact of essential oils in my life has been the ability to use them like, a, like medicine for infections, wounds. It will heal the cubitus ulcers in people that are bedridden, to a degree that you don't have a scar. It will also heal scars in people that have undergone even plastic surgery to an extent that you do not get a scar after you do it. So those are things that you want to learn, how to use it uh, in that matter. I'll be happy to assist anybody that wants to find a way to learn because I give regular workshops on the use of essential oils for the management of health and disease. So... Uh, and as part of some of the programs that I do <clears throat> for some of my patients that come to see me for five days to do IVs and other things, part of uh, those days is being spent uh, talking only about essential oils, so they'll get a complete uh, orientation on how to use them and what oils to use them, and we even provide them the oils. So get a healthcare practitioner I also recommend people like Miguel Cisneros, who is a, an associate of mine. He's the one that taught me. But anybody who is a healthcare practitioner, a medical doctor, or uh, any other expert uh, in integrated medicine that can give you the whole picture of how to use the oils. 
Uh, I think this information, I want to thank you so much. It's been really um, inspirational uh, for me because I'm using essential oils, but now I feel like, my goodness, <laughs> I, I need to use, use them more frequently and to be a little bit more aggressive in teaching my patients to use them with uh, the microcurrent. Yes. I tell people to be uh, to carry them with them at all times. For example, I came from Puerto Rico and now I'm in Florida seeing patients, but I forgot my oil in the middle of the move and getting my my family out. So I went to the market and, and I bought organic oils, which I they were very nice. So I got lime, peppermint, lavender, frankincense, basil, uh, myrrh, and vetiver. So I'm using them constantly, every day. I have them right here next to me right now. I put them on me. I can feel the difference. I feel energized. Uh, it purifies the air in the place where I stay. It, and uh, if I get any problem, I have them ready for any problem that may arise. So I recommend carrying them with you at all times. That, that's, now I have that a question. Be, uh, I have a question a for you. What is, uh, what is the best essential oils for relaxation to balance the autonomic nervous uh, system? Very commonly, I use two types. One is a combination of uh, patchouli, ylang-ylang, and orange peel. A third of each one. And I, I call it stress blend. My, my office will produce it. Actually, they do it here in Miami. And they, it's called stress blend. The second one, which can really obliterate a panic attack and someone that is extremely stressed out, almost at the verge of a nervous breakdown, is a combination of marjoram and valerian root oil. So marjoram is very good for very emotional, uh, almost uncontrollable emotions, and the valerian, very little valerian root oil, will complement the marjoram. Mm -hmm. So those five oils are phenomenal for that. Of course, I always use very varied as well. Very varied is also very good for, for stress. And... Uh, other, uh, other oils, uh, but those are my favorite. Well, we're coming to a close on Healthy Vision. And Dr. Vega, I want to thank you so much for taking time and sharing with me and the listeners so much valuable information on essential oils. And folks, uh, this is your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat. Thank you so much for tuning in and wishing all of you good health and clear vision. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. If you'd like to learn more about alternative eye treatments, access free reports, or subscribe to Dr. Kondrat's newsletter, visit us at HealingTheEye.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please write a review. We love hearing from listeners. To hear more episodes about alternative eye treatments, click subscribe and download all of our previous shows. We wish you good health and clear vision.